Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dan Michaels, and welcome to the Slow Down Method Podcast. Hey, everyone. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day today. Just want to say thank you for joining me on another Wednesday here on my podcast. If you are a new listener, just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. And if you are a returning listener, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening. And if you feel like it, you can always share my podcast here on either Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or if you like, you can jump on anchor.com. That's where I record my podcast here. And I bring out new episodes every Wednesday. So make sure you share them with your friends, your family, your neighbors. Heck, you can even share it with strangers. Maybe they would appreciate it. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode here on my podcast. I hope you're doing well today. And like always, hope your week is going wonderful. Guys, you may have noticed that this past week... I didn't come out with any episodes, nothing was posted, nothing, not a zilch, right? The reason being is because I'm realizing that as I keep putting out episodes, even though they're great, it seems like most of you guys, um, there's like an initial group that will listen pretty early within the week, um, but then there's also like a second wave of people who listen um, this following week. So I decided, and I'm going to try it out, if you hate it, let me know, if you think this is a better idea also let me know but i figured that if i can um you know record an episode every two weeks that might give everyone a chance to listen keep up and not have me like you know running two steps ahead while you're you know just working on the first step you know what i mean so let me know what y'all think if you think this is a great idea cool i'll keep going with it if you hate it also let me know that would be perfect However, let's get into today's uh, two topics. I know, surprise, surprise. The first topic is just a little small one. This is like one of those relatable things where I just want you guys to relate with me and understand. And maybe you're in the same vein. If you're not in the same vein, I'm sorry. I think you should be in this case. (laughs) But I want to talk to you about driving. The reason why is simply this. I do not have what most people would think is road rage in terms of like, I don't follow people, I don't try to run them over, none of that. That all seems very not good, right? (laughs) But for me, I do something called vivid commentary where I will talk, I guess more or less talk to myself, but if I could, I could talk to the driver and let them know why I think you are an ineffective driver. So maybe this does count as road rage. And, you know, for the people who are like, oh my gosh, Dan, I can't believe you. Shut your face. First off, I know for a fact everyone who drives has had one of those moments where they are frustrated by other people on the road. So take that. (laughs) But understand this, that the fact that And, you know, people in Florida will understand, and maybe the people up here in the Northeast area will also understand, and everyone else in the whole wide world might understand this. I do not like drivers who have no purpose on the road. Now, what I mean by this, uh, my friend Zach probably puts this the best. Um, There's no intention on how they drive. Like, there's no purpose. Like, drive with a purpose. So, and I know I'm getting on my little soapbox here, but please, understand. If you're driving on the road, 
and you're just, oh, I'm just, you know, just gonna take a little drive, just gonna take my time, you know, just gonna enjoy the scenes. I get it, but please do that on, like, a back road where no one drives on, or just something, because, like, the fact that, you know, whether it's me or anyone else on the road, there's a high chance they're trying to get to an appointment, they're trying to get to where they just need to go in general, hey, they might need to get to work, and the fact that you're lollygagging, yes, I use that old-fashioned word, lollygagging, um, around, it's, it's very frustrating, like, so understand, and, you know, a lot of my friends who I do talk to, um, and they hear this vivid commentary, they understand that, like, it's, uh, I have to, like, expel this, like, stupidity of this other person out of my body, that way it doesn't affect me, so, yes, maybe it is road rage, but I just have to let you know, if you're driving without a purpose, just, you know, just get on the road, you know, maybe take a nap or something, <laughs> um, and that's my two cents on the matter for that, but if you can relate, you know, just know that you're in good company, and for those who don't relate, don't lie to me. I know for a fact that you you have been driving behind that one person who is just taking forever. They're following. Uh, they're actually going below the speed limit. They're like, you know, it's big green and it's a really, really slow yellow. And, you know, they're just slowing down, even though you can both make it, but you don't, you know. Um, or here's a prime example. Yesterday, you know, I'm at a four-way um, cross-section um, and... There is three stop signs out of the four roads uh, at the intersection. And then the one uh, road does not have a stop sign. It's like, you know, you go. I don't know why. Pennsylvania has stupid roads. Let me just, let me just tell you that. But the road that I was driving on, that's the one where there's no stop sign. You just got to go with the flow, right? Well, this person in front of me has their turn signal. You know, they're going to make a turn. Cool, get it. But here's a reminder, there's not a stop sign on the road we are currently driving on. Everyone else has a stop sign except for us. So this person in front of me decides to stop at a invisible stop sign to let other people make turns. Now, here's a fun part. The, there are two cars, you know, um, on uh, the left and right of us. However, they were both making turns that would not affect that driver anyway. So, for the fact that they decided to stop was, one, in my opinion, unsafe because you don't know the rules of the road. You know, two, you're now hindering other people. Like, people who know how to drive now have to compensate for the stupidity that you brought on the road. So, why would you do that? <laughs> and third, it's like, bro, are you, like, can you not see that there's not a stop sign? Like, you, like, if... You have to thank the Lord Almighty that whether it's me or anyone behind you has the awareness to slow down. Because, you know, people are crazy. You know, people have, like, you know, just bad driving records. And not only that, but, like, you're going to tell me that you're going to trust every other person on the road? No, I've seen enough car accidents uh, videos and all that to know, like, I, I don't trust a lot of people on the road, and also from what I've seen with, like, people on the road, I'm, I know for a fact that I do not trust a lot of people on the road. Anyway, all that to say is, if you don't drive with a purpose on the road, just, just stay home. That's, that's my, that's my little, little two cents here, you're welcome. Um, you can take that one all the way to the bank. Now, let's talk about the actual topic for today. Um, I was, uh, you know, just 
think about, of course, what I wanted to talk about. However, you know, I made a uh, little um, Twitter post, a little tweet. Oh, um, God, that sounds so stupid. Um, but I wrote on my Twitter, the one that has, like, just no interaction, just a couple homies. Um, so I appreciate that for those who, like, actually talk to me on Twitter, I guess, whatever. Um, but I said, um, you know, now that my, my ministry program is over, we can all agree, like, the ministry program was a little cultish, right? And, like, I said that in a joke, in a very, like, I guess maybe cynical way, but, like, let's be realistic. Like, for those who may not know the life of a ministry program, like, you can see it from the outside in and go, wow, this is really weird. And here's the funny part. I, I remember multiple times, because throughout the every school year, the dean of students, um, and maybe I think even the head pastor who was over our program, um, would say, hey, you know, there's going to be people who see what we do and they're not going to get it, and it's going to be very weird. And here's a wild part, is the fact that the students there would often say that as well, where it's like, yeah, you know, we do some different things, and it may seem like a cult, but it's really not, you know, like the fact that, <laughs> the fact that you have to tell me, hey, we're doing very similar things like a cult may do, but we're totally not a cult, may or may not be a red flag that might mean we're in a cult and we don't know it, you know? And, you know, for everyone, I'm not saying, like, every ministry program is like this. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people go through, you know, my ministry program and other ministry programs, and, you know, they've, they really enjoyed it, and they think it's been great. I, and I will say, you know, before I guess, I guess, you know, go into more of a deep dive, but I will say this. It was because of that program that I made so many great, amazing friends. Um, and, you know, I would argue to a degree it did challenge my life and where I was. You know, I was living in Pennsylvania. I was going to get married. Um, I guess work like a low-end job. The whole, like, the nor whole normal pace of things, which I don't think would be bad. But the fact that I was able to you know, get out of my home state, you know, travel the United States and, like, you know, impact the world and this, that, and the other. All of it was really cool. Don't get me wrong. However, there was a lot of things that we did do that as I've grown up now out of the program, I was like, wow, this is not, this is not really what I want to be part of, and nor is this actually part of the, you know, whole, like, idea of Christianity. Now, again, I guess to give you another preference, the ministry program that I went to was a Christian one, and, you know, I would argue that in this day and age right now in the, I guess, social climate, um, there are a lot of Christians that may not have the greatest rap, and for that, hey, just give me some grace, give the people who are involved some grace, hey, put a little bit of salt on it, you know, like, I will say that whether it's me or anyone involved, we were not perfect, we were not, you know, always seeing maybe the greatest perspective, and we were trying our best to do what we thought was appropriate, right? So, that's to give grace. Now, do I say, oh, you should look upon the time that I spent in my program and go, wow, we should all strive to do what, you know, Dan did. Heck no. No, 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 no. You know, I would argue that for me, my biggest, um, my biggest regret maybe, or my biggest angst, or my biggest frustration about the whole program is there's a reason why I call it a ministry program. It's not a college. It's not a accredited school. 
I literally went to this program and we were partnered with various other like satellite colleges or whatever like or online u universities so again just to bring that in perspective I spent three years in a program where I left without a degree so what I'm saying is those three years sure they were impactful they were great and I love the relationships I built but at the end of the day I built three years of relationship but did I really leave with something in terms of a degree or a you know a position or anything like that no ar arguably like whether it was me or anyone else unless you were jumping straight into ministry and even then I'm not even sure if that's like maybe the greatest choice um there like you would go home and then that was it you know like what what was <laughs> like you went through this intense bible ministry program where we learn about the word and blah 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 blah, blah and then you leave and then you're kind of hung out to dry and the reason why I say that is because whether you were from Wisconsin, Minnesota, California, Maine, Boston, you know, um, Boston, Massachusetts, I don't know why you said one city, whatever. But, <laughs> but what I mean by that is oftentimes, unless you were deemed as a quote-unquote favorite within the program, you would leave and there was really no like external relationship building. You know, the reason why I say this is I lived on that church campus for about maybe three or four years afterwards. And I, like, my apartment building was, um, like, maybe, you know, it was across a little, like, um, like, a little bit of green grass. And then before you know it, I was already at the front office of the ministry program. So the fact that that program couldn't even reach out to someone like me or other alumni who had lived uh, in those apartments... It was mind-blowing to me because I'm like, yeah, you say that you care about us. And and I know there's the excuse of, well, there's a lot of people that went through the program. And, you know, it's hard to keep up with every single one. I'm not saying you needed to come out and, like, just talk to me individually. But I would say that, one, I was probably one of the easiest alumni you could have talked to, two, for a program that said they had a alumni program or a better yet a alumni Facebook page that was the most like dead Facebook page ever and I will give kudos to the fact that they tried to bring it back one or two times but they did it a little bit too late because the new director who came in like all the alumni prior had no idea who this guy was or at least maybe maybe like knew who he was but like it wasn't the same director uh beforehand so like you you're trying to rebuild a bridge um where there's no point in it like you already killed the fish so like there's no point trying to revive it right i have no idea where that saying came from but i just made it up you're welcome but like and again i'm not here to like roast my program but i need you guys to realize that like the the fact that your boy is officially 30 and he went through a good amount of like church as a kid, Christian school, you know, Christian ministry program. I'm technically a reverend, the whole nine yards. Like, understand there's a lot that I've been challenged with over my last couple years of life in learning about one, who I think God really is, two, what a Christian really looks like. And I'm not talking like legalistic, I'm talking about relational. I'm talking about how are you affecting your community? Are you truly loving people? And you're not trying to bring people and make them pretty before you accept them. No, like 
Christianity shouldn't be exclusive, it should be inclusive, and the fact that we make it such an exclusive thing is, like, very tough. It's a very, like, not cool thing, you know? And I'm not speaking for the whole Christian body, because I know there's going to be some people who are like, we don't all do this, we don't all say that, Dan, that's your opinion, blah, 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 right? And I hear you. I'm, I I want to, like, you know, recognize you and say, like, yes, I will say out of the whole Christian group demographic, maybe not everyone is a horrible person, right? But at the end of the day, we're all humans, and we all suck at life sometimes. So I would also argue, like, no, we are all not great people. We're not perfect people. So why are we putting perfect expectations upon those who have no idea what our Christian language is, what our Christian relationship with God is, you know, like, you're already roasting the people who don't know who God is, and you're like, bro, like, why are you doing that, right? Anyway, more so box moments, right? Anyway, back to the ministry program, I will say this, you know, my, my best friend um, went to the program before me, and when he came back during the summer, we talked about it, and like, and I will say, it was my choice to go to that program, you know, and I had the opportunity to do it, like, good, great, awesome, you know, and I will say, like, I don't regret the three years there, why? Because even after that program, I was able to uh, connect with a great church at the time, and I was able to work under a uh, the worship pastor there, and by the way, I don't do anything musically, so even that was, like, a great opportunity, got to uh, learn from him, got to learn from other um, friends slash co-workers, I guess you could say, and even my pastor's wife who started, like, their own women's ministry. Like, there's a lot I learned, and not only that, but also a lot of the other people in the church body I got to know, which was great, right? However, I will say that, have like, leaving the ministry program and then jumping into the church with which that ministry um, is supported by it wasn't really like a big trans transition for me. There was a bunch of homies who would go home and life did not look like the ministry program we went to, right? Christianity looked different than what the ministry program like tried to paint us as, you know? Like there was so much, I, I would almost say relearning things um, and maybe even, maybe even um, unwinding some of the legalistic mindsets we might have had because I will agree that I was one of those people that would go home and go, you know what, I think our church needs to do this differently because back at, you know, my ministry program, back at my other church, we did this, right? And I I think I even remember having a conversation with, or no, I'm sorry, I think it was a a sermon or whatever that the director was uh, was doing and he was saying like, no, like the whole point of you going back home, you don't need to change your church, like, Yes, maybe make it better in the areas you can, but, like, you're not supposed to be, like, leaving here and then making everyone, like, our ministry program. It's like, no, like, this is for you and your relationship so you can grow and be a better Christian, a better human being, a better, you know, community member, right? And so that, like, even that was something I had to, um, I guess, unravel in my mind, right? And, you know, for those who are thinking about going to ministry um, or going to a ministry program like I did, I will say, to a degree, it does help. And I say that because there's a lot of things that I learned, got better at, understood what ministry was. And not only that, here's a here's the backside of that card. I also learned a lot of what, I guess, 
and this sounds bad. And if I get thrown to the stake and like burned by the fire because I'm a wizard, I don't know. Uh, I'm a I'm a Gryffindor, so suck it. Um, but <laughs> but that's a little Harry Potter reference and a wizard thing. If you didn't get that, but anyway, we'll pray for you. Um, but honestly, like there's a lot of things I learned while I was in that program and after that program where I realized, wow. So this is the ugly side of church or this is the ugly side of ministry or you know like the dark side right and i know this may sound super bad and again i would preface this by saying like there are some people with different perspectives on um church and their own experience so i'm speaking on my own do not take this as gospel. I would say, you know, take the time, learn your church, learn the community you're in, and see if it is healthy. You know, if it is healthy, awesome. If it's not healthy, hey, you know, maybe you need to take some time, readjust, reassess, and go from there, right? But I would say that in my overall ministry career, we'll say that, because I'm not trying just to limit that, but in the overall spectrum of my Christian walk with the Lord, I would say that they're on the dark side of things, I've seen favoritism, and again, you can look at it in the reality of normal life and say, oh yeah, well, favoritism isn't good either. Um, but I guess seeing that and then using that in your ministry and getting either more ministry funding for it or um, using the Lord as you're um, pushing your agenda by claiming it to the Lord when in reality, it's just your agenda, but some way you were able to say it well enough to portray it as the Lord's doing. Like, that was something that really frustrated me. Um, or just hearing, like, people try to put people in the box. So, you know, if let me give you a prime example. I had multiple conversations with my Dean of Students. Um, and for those who are, like, who do listen and are aware of this program, hey... Y'all probably had your own experience, and I get that. And for that, I'm happy if you had a great one. You had a sucky one? Dude, I'm sorry. You know, like, because that's not cool, and you spent money, and you really didn't get anything out of it. You just got roasted by people. Like, so I'm sorry, right? Um, and at the end of the day, whether you had a great time or a bad time, I, I think we can all agree, like, you know, we need to grow and be better, right? Anywho, back to me. I had multiple conversations with my dean of students, and we would have conversations where she would tell me, you know, well, like, then I think you're you're just like a square peg trying to fit in a round hole, you know, like, because I would argue there was a lot of times I felt like I had to fit in a certain mold to fit in in this program or this community, right? And because I got so many confusing interactions and quote-unquote coaching uh, moments with people where they would say hey Dan you're great but you know where was your heart on this or like what was your intention or were you aware of this and it's like well first off I know that you're asking me like kind of like a heartfelt question but one you kind of suck at like this whole like relational community thing here like I, we never talk and now you're gonna try and roast me for having a conversation with someone or something like that like yeah don't talk to me when we don't even know each other, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I would say that, you know, going back to my conversation with the DM students, yeah, there's a lot of times I tried to fit in in areas that, you know, honestly were not me to, like, fulfill. And for that, I would say it was really great. But then the same dean of students would have something called an ethics class, where we would do, um, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but 
uh, I think it's called like Agree or Disagree. Um, it's a YouTube little series by a uh, group called, or a YouTube channel called Jubilee. Big fan of them. Um, but, you know, they bring different people from different perspectives and, you know, they mark out different lines on how much you agree or how much you disagree. In the same way, it was a very similar idea where at this class, we would have, you know, left side, right side, middle. So one side would be, I strongly agree. The other side would be, uh, I strongly disagree. And the middle would be like, I don't know, right? And we would talk about various topics. And so like, you know, what you Christians, you know, always have to debate on? Oh, uh, let's talk about like, I don't know, you know, drinking, right? We'll, we'll use a general run, one, right? We'll talk about drinking. So, you know, you had your people on the left, you had your people on the right, and then you had your people in the middle, right? And, you know, each person, and again, this was like, oh, this is what I believe, quote-unquote, but nine times out of ten, it would become a debate. So, I don't really know what the point that was. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I think what we needed to take away from that class was the fact that different people are going to have different perspectives and opinions and things they feel strongly about versus other things based off the fact that their own lives had to deal with certain things that other people didn't or vice versa right and so it was just to me it was very funny because you know again this dean of students would hear both sides and then she would give her opinion on things and if you learned anything it was like oh so as long as we agree with what you're thinking maybe this would be a better thing right and so i don't know i guess for me i realized you know at the end of the day we're just hearing opinions and you know no one has a truly right answer maybe they have a right answer for them whether it was ethically christianity based um, or just good overall human based who would have thought conservative or liberal ideals all that right because at the end of the day, you can call yourself Christian, but you and me both have different ideas and opinions on what truly a Christian is, right? And, you know, well, here here's the generic thing you can always point back to. Well, what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible doesn't say that I need to dress up every Sunday. You know, the Bible doesn't talk to me about, you know, how I need to give my tithe in today's world versus back in the day where it was for the Levites. You know, like, it's, it's very interesting, and again, for those who are not Christian, this is a nothing for you, and I'm sorry, but for those who are Christian, understand the Christian lifestyle, may, may have been in a Christian ministry program like me, I hope you understand, like, I am not here to try and roast a program, but I am here, and that's why I'm not even trying to say the, the name of the program, but you can understand that there's a lot of good and bad that came from it. I've had multiple conversations with different alumni members, and there have there have been a lot of good conversations about like, oh, we got to do this, and we I remember this fun memory together, blah blah blah. And then when we talk about the overall ministry or the fact that now that we're both out of the ministry, have they reached out to you? No, like unless you were a certain person, a certain favorite. You brought something to the table. There's some way that, you know, you could be highlighted. Like, that was it, you know? And it's funny because there was... And I don't want... This may sound bad because this is not funny. Maybe I, I laugh in the more cynical sense in my brain. But um, our dean of students would always talk about, like, this one person who played for the Steelers. Um, and I don't even think he was, like, a major player uh, for the Steelers. I think he was... 
like uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers is a football team for those who are not from the United States and may not know who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about. But, you know, he was, I think, maybe like a backup player or something, but Homeboy got injured and like, I don't even think plays football anymore. And all of a sudden, like, I we don't hear anything about him, right? And so, I don't know, just hearing that, I'm just like, man, like, unless you were, like, a favorite in the eyes of certain people in leadership, you know, you were just another blip on the radar for anyone else, you know? Like, sure, we had cool moments, and, like, you know, even leadership had, like, really cool connections with, with certain people, but then there was other times where it's like, you know, maybe we didn't see eye to eye, right? I mean, I can vividly remember that there's times where I would have, like, I, I would say, like, I was a very, maybe, easygoing personality, I want to say. Like, there's a lot of stuff I felt like I had um, in terms of depth, but overall, like, I think I was kind of laid back um, and funny, maybe, who knows. But, and so a lot of people appreciated that. But then I've had conversations with leadership um, also there where they're like, you know, Dan, like, yeah, you're funny, but, like, you know, are you really impacting people? Are you really, like, you know, are your words holding weight, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, so you just told me one time that you appreciate my humor. Now we're having this other conversation where you're like, hey, yeah, so I'm gonna need you not to be funny anymore and be, like, you know, more of a, like, speaker that holds death and everything. So that was such a weird tug of, tug of war, like, mindset. And for some people, you know, I've, seen and heard other people say like the program was good or it was very toxic you know the fact that i saw random people get kicked out of the program um or dismissed as the official word would be um or just just other things that like things that weren't a big deal that became a big deal like it was it was so crazy and don't get me wrong i'm here saying like i've had my own downfalls you know like i was not a perfect kid in the program by any means but, you know, I did all three years, and did it change my life? I think to some degree it did, hopefully for the better, but arguably, oh, maybe not, you know? I, it was so funny because after um, the program, I ended up being an intern at the worship department, but then I also got a job at this organic cafe, and two of the individuals there, um, actually, I think everyone there believed something completely different than what I believe, except for the owner. And even the owner and I did not have the same mindset of what Christianity looked like. And that was cool, you know, because the one of the chefs, uh, one of the other chefs there was a Buddhist, got to learn what that meant, like what that lifestyle looked like. Um, I had other, uh, two other coworkers who, um, you know, just talked to me about just other new agey things, whether it was crystals, tarot cards, um, you know, what they believed, um, their own childhood, stuff like that. And and it wasn't like, hey, here's what I believe and here's what you believe. I had literally had conversations with both of them and told them, hey, like, yes, I'm a Christian, but I don't know everything. And like, the things I'm asking is, I'm sorry that I'm so ignorant, but like, I want to understand like, why you believe this or like, just like your whole who you are. Because it would be dumb of me just to tell you, like, this is wrong, this is bad, blah, 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 blah. When in reality, if I could just talk to you, understand where you're at, and, like, learn how to support you as uh, as me, like, I think that represents Christ better than me telling you, um, you know, you gotta believe this, and then throwing 50 Bibles at you, right? Like, that doesn't help anything. 
all that to say is, you know, I, I think I've tried to engage a lot of my relationships in that way where I try and tell people like, yeah, I don't know anything about what you're, you're talking about or what you believe in, but I want to understand. And, um, and most people usually say like, wow, like, you know, most Christians don't do that. They want me to like, listen to what they say and what they believe is right. And I'm like, I mean, honestly, I hope I'm right in certain areas of my Christian belief, but you know, like in the same way that you're giving me grace and, and giving me an opening to like share my faith and what I believe, I want to do the same thing for you. Like some of my best relationships are people who aren't Christian go figure, you know, I don't know, that's just me, that's just my own food for thought, um, but yeah, so going back to this program thing, though, like, I actually, I actually just had a tweet from my one friend, ugh, tweet, gross, um, from a friend who, I almost forgot, he told me he almost got kicked out of the program because, um, they thought he was doing witchcraft, and I'm like, what? And I don't even, like, I remember that moment, I don't even remember like what even happened like I don't even know why he got accused for that but I'm like really that's so dumb like it's so stupid because like I know the guy and I'm like dude you're how and plus like even now he's like a super I mean he's, he was great back then he's even I guess better now I don't know that's taking that as a good thing like homeboy is killing it you know he's rocking at what he's doing live and I'm super proud of him and like but I'm just like, yeah, that's so crazy that they thought you were, like, a wizard. Like, what? <laughs> um, and, like, you know, I've had other friends who I think got hurt a lot more than um, than I did in from the program. Because, you know, I've talked to them and the way they talk about the program or their experience. They mention people, maybe mention moments. But when it comes to the overall program or even leadership, they're not thrilled by it. And... Like, for that, I'm I'm really bummed out by that. Because, like, it sucks, you know? You thought you were doing the right thing, and then you kind of left, and it just felt all wrong, right? And so, like, even, um, you know, I think I range more in the middle ground of things, where, you know, if people, like... Because, first off, for the longest time, when I was working at the church, I had random people who would talk to, like, one of the pastors at the church I was working at and tell me that I was bad-mouthing my uh my program and i was like first off i don't wake up every day getting ready to roast my own program i literally went to that program like that makes no sense second of all who are these people because i would love to know who these people are and ironically we never figured out who it was there was just oh people in the church okay well like i can kind of guess who it might be you know um not only that i think it's funny but i've had like Honestly, the, the head pastor there, who was uh, my leader at the time, I really enjoyed him. Like, homeboy, um, or I guess the pastor, I'm going to call him my homeboy. Um, he, like, I love the way he thought about things, gave perspectives, and his sermons were, like, super solid. Like, I am not here to, like, roast that guy, because I think he really did an awesome job. Now, would I say he was perfect in every manner? No, you know, like, I, I've had enough conversations with other fellow students where, you know, things may have, like, changed over time, but I still think, you know, I still hold him in a high regard, you know, even now with everything going on, like, I'm not even under his program, he's not even part of that church, he's doing, like, other forms of ministry, like, I think he's still great, you know? I think my biggest angst probably is the dean of students, uh, mainly because, you know, there's a lot of things we butted heads on, 
And for her, like, I think she felt a lot of things she said and believed was gospel. When in reality, I'm like, look, if that's the gospel, I don't want any part of that, Jesus. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that is not what I believe Christianity is. I don't believe that's who God is. I don't believe that's how I should be living as a Christian. And ironically, when you kind of voice that, you all of a sudden don't become a favorite anymore. Um, you kind of get like talked about behind your back. And apparently, you're out to get the program to just, you know, you're just a little devil, man. <laughs> and in reality, I did not care. Like, I had conversations with maybe one or two other people about, um, you know, the new leadership that came in because to a degree, it was totally different. And I just, just, I couldn't align myself with it because, like, I didn't go through that program. I couldn't tell people, go to this program because they just revamped the program. So I'm not going to sell someone, like, something that I've never used or experienced, right? So I'm like, no, like, I'm not going to recommend someone else to go to this program. Like, unless other people want to do that, cool. For me, I can't because it's not the same thing. And all that to say is, um, whether it was the dean of students or random legalistic things within the program, like, I would argue there's a lot of times where I felt like I just almost lost what being a normal human being was because I was so hyper-aware, so hyper-focused on, like, n like, not being this bad person but trying to align myself in what this program wanted me to be. And even if that was super weird, far-fetched, or just out of, like, left field with certain beliefs or stuff we did, I, like, I can now take a step back at it and look at, like, that weird time of my life and go, you know what? Thank God I went through that because who I am now is because of that program. And, you know, for some people, they're gonna hear that and go, wow, but, like, Dan, you're, like, totally off the wall rocker, you know? Or they're gonna be like, oh, yeah, Dan, like, I'm so happy because... The person you are now is great, right? <laughs> I don't know. All that to say is, for those who have been a favorite in that program, I'm happy that you were. Ironically, there's been a good amount of people that I have talked to who I always consider were favorites, who like may have felt like they were kind of cast aside after they left their program, you know? Um, and it's crazy. Like, I mean, ironically, I've talked to a lot of my friends um, who are close friends to me, people who are either people like I lived with for a long time with, or, you know, uh, people who live across the United States, because that was, that was our demographic. People all over the United States came to Florida and went to that program. Um, and it's funny, because a lot of people just, like, went, uh, and said, like, you know, they made a lot of great relationships, but now that they're, like, out of the program, it's totally different. Like, there's a realer world out there that we need to be aware about. And so, yeah, I don't know. You know, when I heard the announcement that our program was closing, which, by the way, it's very close, um, I kind of just was like, oh, okay, well, like, I, I kind of knew that was going to happen sooner or later. Like, literally, you could talk to anyone who was alumni from that program and go, yeah, they're probably going to close down because the body, uh, a student body was, you know, dwindling and, like, I don't know. Like, I think they implemented a lot of great changes, but then it just came to the question of, like, well, what's the point of having this program when you can just go to a Christian college, you know? I don't know. That was just me. But all that to say is, you know, yeah, the program's closed, and, you know, at the end of the day, like, 
I would argue the dean of students probably doesn't like me anyway, even though she might say otherwise. And I don't care. Like, I've stopped caring. Um, and not only that, but, like, I don't think about the program. Like, literally, the times I got accused for, like, talking, quote-unquote, badly about the program was, like, was multiple years after I was done with the program and didn't even think about it nor talked about it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure the current powers that be in that program are trying to get me kicked out of the current living apartment I was at. Um, and, you know, I don't know. Whatever happened, happened. And unfortunately, like, that program, like, I look back on it and I go, wow, that was not always great. You know, I met, again, some amazing people. But, you know, it wasn't so wonderful at times, you know. And it was, again, through that program, though, I ended up staying in Florida, worked, met some amazing people, got connected with other amazing people who were Christians, not Christians, people all over, the, like, Florida, you know, like, it's great, you know, and at the end of the day, yeah, that program served a purpose in my life, and it served a purpose for people uh, who went through that program as well in their lives, but I'd argue that, like, if you're putting all your weight, all your identity, all everything within that program, or any other ministry program, or I mean, I guess almost anything else, it's probably not healthy because you're like multifaceted. You're not just one image. You're a collage of multiple different things. So like, don't let one thing identify you. Just realize there's so much more about you that you should appreciate, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the end of my little rant here. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on about weird experiences within that program and um, just a lot of funny moments as well. And I will say this, you know, the program did help people in certain ways, but I would argue that now that I've been out of that program for a hot while now, I, one, praise the Lord every day that I'm not in that program, not in that weird mindset, and two, realize, you know, again, there's a lot of things I do now or don't do now because of that program. And so, you know, it's just funny to see, you know, I, I don't know, I, I am blown away by the um, the ripple effect in my life from that program and to see it in other people's lives, that continual ripple effect. Like, sure, I've been out of the program and my other friends have been out of the program and the program's closed, but I would be lying to say that even today, that program, like, doesn't, or I would be lying to say that the program doesn't affect me anymore. No, I would say there's still a lot of things that I learned from that program that still kind of impact me today. Maybe it's not as noticeable, and maybe I can't trace a line directly to that program or the experience I had at that program, but there's enough where I can be like, yeah, that's probably from, like, my ministry program days or whatever. Um, and granted, you know, I've talked to enough of my friends um, because a lot of them are from that ministry program. And it's funny because we look back at it and we're like, yeah, we were in a cult, weren't we? <laughs> and, like, I don't know, like, we didn't drink any Kool-Aid, but we had, you know, pizza every week. So I think that's close enough. Um, and, like, you know, I could go on and on about, like, how over spiritual we made things and like how we just made things just more than it needed to be man i don't know i just as a christian and as a you know a human being i say like i am thankful my, for my relationship with christ um but am i a weirdo yeah i'm still a weirdo but like not like the weirdo that you know i guess 
tries to beat people over with a Bible verse or condemn them to hell or, you know, make very aggressive political statements about certain things in the climate when in reality, like, you know, hey, maybe we should just have a conversation about it or hear the other side of things. That's just me. And, you know, to wrap it all up, this is just a friendly reminder. If you do not know how to drive on the road with a purpose, please do not drive. Also, if you're a crazy person like me um, and you went through a ministry program, I would love to hear your stories because I think they're always fun um, because we can always look back and be like, wow, I can't believe we did that. What a weird time in our lives. <laughs> um, but anyway, guys, appreciate y'all. I will catch y'all on the next one in not this week, but next week. So two weeks. Enjoy the rest of your time, guys. Adios. That's Manus for goodbye. See ya.